Now y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounce. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Tonight, I have a couple topics to talk about. I'm going to get right into it. And uh, the first topic that I wanted to get into was Mr. Dave Chappelle. Uh, recently, he put out a new stand-up uh stand-up stand-up show on uh netflix and it's called sticks and stones uh there was a little bit of backlash about that and i wanted to get into that and how i felt about that and uh and, and while i'm at it i might as well review it a little bit as well so it's going to be a two-parter there i'm going to be reviewing it a little bit and then again i'm going to be breaking down that uh that controversy that's arisen from it and finally tonight i'm going to just be giving you guys a brief update on the MLB. I'll be wrapping everything up talking some baseball. I'm going to be going over the, over the standings real quick. We have a little bit of news to go over there as well. And then some of the top scores of the night with some of the playoff bouncing. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But first and foremost, like I said, let's break down this Dave Chappelle, uh, this new Dave Chappelle stand-up sticks and stones is what it's called it is it is available on netflix uh, if you do have it i would just say off top i would suggest you check it out uh for one i'm just gonna get right into it uh the controversy that's bugging me of course uh the the lgbtq i believe that's what is referenced if it, i'm if i if i messed up forgive me it's not done on purpose uh but again uh they are in an uproar that community has become in an uproar uh recently over dave chappelle's comments in this recent uh stand-up series or stand-up uh you know stand-up show and uh i listened to it uh, actually i watched it last night and um for the first time first and foremost i'm gonna say it was funny from beginning to end, I think in, in the beginning, I really was, I, I, it's not that I wasn't feeling it, uh, but again, I had to I had to give him a listen. It's been a while since I've really seen him uh, do some shows. Of course, I'm I, I'm familiar with Killing Him Softly and a couple of those, uh, you know, comedy central specials. And I even go, I, I even got one of his old uh an old DVD of him or a DVD with him uh, back in the day on Def Jam so I mean my history with him goes way back of course I'm a big fan of the Chappelle show um, of course I kind of fell off with him along with everybody else when he went uh, you know when he went AWOL if anything you know he went to Africa he went and did that thing of course uh, but I always held him in high regard uh, he did make a comeback recently I did see the one I did see the, the first Netflix original in 2016 or 2017 something like that I thought that one was decent uh, I actually thought this one was a lot better I felt like he actually uh, stated his opinions uh, you know and of course he was funny as all, as usual uh, but I think the political stuff and even the you know the, the, the gay jokes that he went into that caused such an uproar I think they were clear to the point that they were jokes and it's his in my opinion it's him trying to understand the world I think he pretty much disclaimed to everybody uh you know before he went into the jokes while he's telling us the jokes like hey man you know this is me having fun with you know 
my observations about what's going on as opposed to me being, you know, putting anybody down or being disrespectful. So I got that from the beginning. I always got that with all of his comedy and I respected it when he said, you know, uh, when he had to take a step away originally in, I think it was 2005 or something like that to get his mind right and to recharge his batteries, uh, so to say, so to say creatively and to get away from that element because maybe it got too far for him. Um, but I definitely think with the time off, the you know almost I think it was you know almost half a decade he had away from you know comedy and and from really extensively touring and being on TV, uh, the lack of exposure he got back to his real roots, his stand-up roots, and I and I think really you know with this one uh, he definitely uh, improved a lot. I think his subject matter, his maturity, he's become uh, older. You can see that, and not older, you know just more wiser and you can see you can hear that in what he's saying but he's still uh questioning things about the world he still doesn't understand everything you can understand that too and um and that's why i'm very you know flabbergasted as to why there's such an uproar about what he said first and foremost what he said uh you know i'm not gonna go verbatim into the jokes right now uh, but they were harmless at best. Uh, they were pretty, they were actually funny. Uh, people laughed and he was in downtown Atlanta. So I'm pretty sure there were, you know, some gay people uh, within that audience or, you know, people of that persuasion in that audience. So again, I don't think, uh, you know, he meant to hurt anybody or he meant to, you know, be vindictive or anything like that or negative. I don't think that was anything, you know, Again, if you watch the, you know, if you watch the show and you get a chance to see it, he'll tell you, you know, he's he's really trying to figure it out his damn self, you know. Uh, but again, he makes it funny, and I think that's the point of comedy is to, is to make you laugh. If he's not making you laugh, then what's the point? Uh, so again, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out the uproar. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you know, these these audiences and these patrons uh, have no problem with black com uh, comedians uh, routinely making fun of themselves or black people as a whole, or maybe even other groups of people as a whole. Again, you're not, nobody is immune to that. Nobody is, is, is above that, you know, and it's not, it's not to be, again, it's, this is comedy. It's not to be demeaning, but at the same time, nobody is exempt from that. You know, I don't feel like anybody should be given some clear pass again, you know, um, it was comedy and nothing he said was, you know, he didn't promote violence. He didn't promote uh, any type of, you know, political agenda against him. So first and foremost, I think, you know, the seriousness or the, you know, again, the con the, the little bit of controversy or the controversy that, that arose and that arose from it was just so, I think, just so petty and vindictive. Just, or if anything, just really petty. It made no sense to me. Uh, but with that being said, um, I do, well, I, I really, there's, there's nothing, no really, uh, no really siding with the other side. I think that is BS. Uh, but what I would, but my, my suggestion is if, you know, the gay community or they feel some type of way, uh, about, you know, certain jokes or how people may come after them by all means, this is comedy. So why not send your best comedians and roast Dave Chappelle? maybe roast black folk. I don't know how you're going to do it, but make things fair. And, and with that being said, black folk, if somebody come joking at y'all, don't be 
up in arms as well, because that's what y'all do. As soon as, you know, Bill Maher dropped the N-word in a joking manner, y'all, you know, was ready to take up torches to him. And y'all was so, y'all was so eager to push Ice Cube and checking him on his own show when Ice Cube had been making them fortune off the word nigga. So let's, let's not, let's just have the comedy the way it is, okay? This is, this is what it is. We're putting too much on it. Back in the day, it would have been even, I, I, matter of fact, uh, I think a couple of days ago, I actually watched a little bit of the uh, Richard Pryor roast. If you want to hear some really out, out of whack jokes and out of mean, demeaning things, to, uh, meaning things said or whatever, by those, I mean, back in, now, of course, it was the 70s, late 70s, the, the times were different. It would, it, you know, it was cool back then. People were laughing and all that in the, in the crowd. I'm pretty sure today people will be in an uproar. And I don't think you would look at the same, you know, those those comedians the same way again. You know, and that's just back in the day. So, I mean, don't, don't, don't kill Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle is just, you know, explaining his observations. And he's doing it in a funny way. I don't think he did anything wrong, and I think people need to get off their high horse and stop thinking they're exempt from comedy or they're exempt from uh, people, you know, not necessarily even, you know, talk, you know, being any disrespect, anything disrespectful, but even uh, constructive criticism or criticism. People think that they are above criticisms, um, you know, and you're not in this world. People are going to talk about your faults and that's just how it is. Nobody's perfect. Live with it. If you're willing to laugh at Tiffany Haddish for being loud and ghetto, you should be able to laugh at Dave Chappelle when he imitates gay people. Get over it. And if you can't, if you can't do it, don't show up to the comedy show. Period. And that goes for anybody else. If you can't, t- if you can laugh at the, I- if you can't laugh at the black man saying, I love chicken, so-and-so, whatever, you know, stereotype there and can't laugh at that as a white, as let's say for instance, you're a white person. If you cannot laugh at the at the very, uh, you know, direct, you know, correlation to that with white folk, if you can't do that and laugh at a white person joke, don't show up. It's not for you. It's not about just us demeaning ourselves anymore. We're gonna talk about everything. That's what it's about. We ain't just gonna talk about ourselves and put ourselves down all day. That's not about no. Forget all that. And I don't think any comedian especially a black comedian should sell themselves short like that it's not about that we have a wide range of, of people in this country people in this world situations going on every day that we, we that we can laugh at we do not just black people are not your muses so get over it we're not going to be your only muse so good job dave for stating how you feel i'm, I'm riding with dave to me you're getting a little bit too touchy a little bit too sensitive it's not that serious okay he he joked about he he and he talked about his real uh, his real experiences in uh, creating this show where he uh, was facing the roadblocks with certain words he could say. It's all we and this is something that I was this is something that and he confirmed something that I already knew. The white executives were perfectly fine with uh, black entertainers and all that making fun of and almost degrading black people, but we're not fine with them saying just some, uh, you know, a black comedian or anybody for that matter saying certain words about gay people or saying certain words referring to gay people, quote unquote. And that's, to me, that's a double standard. And I think Hollywood and the entertainment industry should let that go. And I think it's bullshit. 
and I think you're making entertainment, you're, you're killing entertainment and nobody wants to, that's why, that's why, you know, um, that's why there was, that's why all these, you know, Dave Chappelle, uh, a lot of these different acts, they're so popular because they're not necessarily mainstream to the point where, you know, everybody is going to get along with them and everybody's going to like them, but still people love them and they gravitate because it's not the run of the mill. We don't want run of the mill cookie cutter scared comedians, you know, who are just going to make fun of themselves and black people or their, who, who they are. Or let's say, for instance, they're a Latino comedian, because that's all we see. We don't want to see that anymore. We can talk about whomever, whenever, or don't come to the show. It's not about, you know, picking and choosing. It shouldn't be about that. This is art. Shoot. Y'all had no problem with laughing at us when we put the pies and off and we acted and we shucked and we jived all on like a- Amos and Andy. Y'all laughed at Amos and Andy. Y'all laughed at good times. Now you can't laugh at a joke right back directed at you. Get over yourself. You need to get off that high horse. I'm not. I'm not buying that. We can. If anybody really wants to have a deep discussion about that, we can. Because I think anybody who's really feeling some type of way about Dave Chappelle is on some bullshit. That's my opinion. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take another. I'm gonna take a quick break. And when I come back, we'll be breaking down some baseball. Like I said, I got some of the, some of the top scores of the day to go over, as well as the standings and a playoff update and some news on top of that. So we'll be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all, I am back. Let's wrap this up for today with some baseball talk. And uh, we got some news uh, coming from the Yankees out there in New York. They will be bringing back a couple of their starters, but they were good. they're going to be losing a couple as well. Within the next week, the squad will be bringing back pitcher Luis Severino and also outfielder Giancarlo Stanton. Severino has been recently re- rehabbing in the AA Trenton's, uh, Trenton team. Uh, he actually threw 64 pitches in, uh, in a Wednesday game. And he's actually recently been suffering from uh, shoulder inflammation. It's been keeping him off the field the entire season. Uh, at this point, though, in the season, Severino could start at least three games. And he's also going to get some uh, exposure during the playoffs as well. As for Stanton, he will be preparing over the weekend with instructional games. He's only played in nine games this whole season. Uh, he's been dealing with torn, torn biceps, a left shoulder injury, and also a sprained right knee. His last appearance was June the 25th. Uh, for Severino last season, it was a pretty good one. He went 19 of 8 in the win-loss category. He also had a 3.39 ERA. Like I said before, Stanton has only played in nine games this season, but in 31 appearances, he had a decent average at 2.90. He also had seven RBIs, nine hits, and also four runs as well. And last season, like I said, if he's healthy, he's a really good player, a uh, really good hitter as well. He had a 266 uh, batting average last year. He also had a 905 OPS. Which is an on base, which is the on base percentage plus the sun, uh, slugging uh, slugging percentage combined. Uh, he also had 38 home runs as well as 100 RBIs. Some law lo- the, the losses for the Yankees are going to be infielder slash DH Edwin Encarnacion. So far this year, he has 34 home runs, including one today in a 10 to 4 win versus Detroit. Uh, Yardy has missed a month with a fractured wrist. That might be the same thing he's suffering from right now, but he will be sent back to New York for further testing. Pitcher, J, uh, pitcher AJ Happ excuse me, uh, also suffered somewhat of an injury today. 
He actually started today in the game versus the Tigers. He went for five scoreless innings, but he gave up a two-run homer. He also gave up a single, and he was pulled by the fifth inning. Uh, so far this year, he's gone 12 and eight. He also has a 5.07 ERA with 130 strikeouts. Uh, they're saying it's a left bicep. Uh, this it's a tendonitis in his left bicep. I call it. He just got. He just got owned. He looked, he looked like donkey ass uh, in the second, uh, well, in the fifth in the fifth inning, in the fourth inning of that game. That's what I call it. And they just pulled him out the game, in my opinion. I don't think he's, uh, I mean, there might be some pain there. But if he really was having that much of an issue, he should have been scrapped from the game. He should have been scratched from the start. I think he just had a poor start uh, on his note. I think uh, Edwin Encarnacion, he might have some injury issues. I think AJ Happ just had a bad game. Uh, like I said, they both will be going back to New York for some further testing. Some other notable injuries. Uh, one is going to be the designated hitter Shinne to. I'm sorry, it's, it's going to be the Angels uh, designated hitter Shinne Otani. He will be having knee sur uh, surgery tomorrow. This is, of course, going to effectively end his season. He's dealing with a bipartite patella right now. Uh, that sounds like a. Um, a kneecap situation to me uh he is expected to recover in eight to 12 weeks so they're going to be you know of course benching him for the rest of the year uh they don't you know the angels are pretty much out of the playoff race so there's no point in you know risking further harm uh he recently had tommy john surgery last year when he was pitching he did not field nor pitch this year and as a designated hitter he had a 286 average for 62 rbis he also hit 18 home runs as well you also got Christian Yelich uh, out there in Miami going down with, uh, I'm sorry, not Miami, but uh, Milwaukee going down with injury as well. The outfielder will not need surgery, but will still need eight to 10 weeks to recover from a fractured right patella. Again, that will be pretty much putting him outside of the playoffs as well. Yeah, he will pretty much miss the entire playoffs if the Brewers were to make it anyways. Um, he will be ready for spring ball, however, and there will be no long-term long effects. Excuse me. Uh, he hurt his knee. Uh, in an at bat in the first inning uh, when a foul ball that he hit and if you you have to look at the uh the footage it's very hard to see but if you look at it a couple times you see where uh he pretty much hit well the ball hit off his bat and uh hit him in the knee and it pretty much uh, shattered it kind of uh so he'll be out for the rest of the year like i said uh even if the brewers were to make a playoff run which is gonna be even harder now he will not be there uh and finally uh, another bit of news here the mets are staying alive in the playoff race at least for a wild card the nets uh sorry the mets break a franchise record for home runs in a home game with six and an 11 to 1 win and a series sweep over the arizona diamondbacks they're currently sitting at 76 and 70 uh right now and they will be hosting the dodgers for three more games um at least for, uh, well, they will be hosting the Dodgers now for three games. Uh, they are currently uh, two games back from the second car, uh, wild card spot. And as far as who hit those homers, we got Todd Frazier, the third baseman. Also, uh, sorry, yeah, the, the third baseman, second baseman Robinson Cano. We also got uh, Thomas Nito and Michael Confrodo in the outfield, and also center fielder uh, Juan Lagares hit two home runs as well. Marcus Stroman had a good start as well. He went for six in the third innings getting just one on a run he also had four hits and he also had uh, six strikeouts as well um 
let's move on to some key games. There were a couple key scores uh, that I wanted to get to tonight. Uh, one in the AL East. Of course, uh, the Phillies are in contention for a wild card spot. Uh, we already know about the Braves. They are currently uh, leading uh, in the AL, uh, sorry, the NL East right now, and they are trying to get home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, they are looking for the best uh, record in the National League. Uh, but they did take an L tonight against the Phillies, like I said. Uh, 9-5 to five was the final score. For the Braves, Ronald Acuna led the way. He had an RBI. He also had two runs as well. He did get two steals, uh, bringing him closer to the 40-40 club. He now sits at 36 steals. Uh, second baseman, Ozino Albias also had two hits, in R, two hits and two RBIs as well. And left fielder, Adam Duvall, had two RBIs as well. For the pitching, uh, the Braves got a, well, they got a start from Julio Tehran. It did not go necessarily well. He had he went for four innings, gave up five hits, also five earned runs. He only had one strikeout. Uh, for the Phillies, they were led by Cesar Hernandez. He had two hits and two RBIs. Infielder John Segura also had two hits and two RBIs. And outfielder Adam Heasley had two RBIs. Uh, as for the pitching for this squad, Drew Smiley led the way. Uh, he went for four innings and four hits. He did, he did give up three earned runs. He also had six Ks as well. Uh, they got a solid out from their bullpen as well. They went for four innings, uh, gave up two hits, uh, and actually had a, sorry, earned run, just one on run as well. And, um, not too much of a bad game from the Phillies. Uh, they're looking to still, they're in the playoff race right now, uh, along with the Mets. They are actually tied for the same record. Uh, so that, again, the season is not over yet. So let's move on. Uh, we have another AL West matchup. We have an AL West matchup here. The A's get another crucial one. Uh, they, they win this one and pretty much uh, win the series 2-1 to one over the Astros. 3-2 to two was the final score. For the A's, they were led by first baseman Matt Olsen, who had a two-run home run. This was his 32nd of the year. Uh, left fielder Seth Brown also had an RBI as well. As far as pitching goes, Homer, uh, Homer Bailey led the way. Uh, he would go for, I believe, five innings or actually six innings he did give up three hits uh he also had an earned run as well just one earned run he also had four strikeouts and the bullpen did their thing as well going for three innings giving up two hits three earned, uh, just one earned run excuse me and he also had six strikeouts and for the astros uh right fielder george springer and also second baseman jose altuve driving two runs but of course that was not enough to get the l justin verlander got the start for the astros and he actually had a good game despite the loss he went for three innings i'm sorry six innings he did give up five hits and three earned runs but he also had 11 strikeouts as well and the a's get another crucial win uh they they chip away at that al west lead it is now down to seven and a half uh but more importantly they hold on to their wild card spot for today but speaking of which let's go into the standings in the al east of course the yankees are still on top 97 to 51 they are looking to win uh this division here and they are currently seven and three for for the Rays, they are 87 and 61, 10 games back, 7 and 3 in their last 10. In the third place spot, we have the Red Sox at 77 and 70. We also have the Blue Jays and the uh, Orioles here, rounding at the bottom. The Blue Jays are 57 and 90. The Orioles are 47. I'm sorry, the Blue Jays are 57 and 90, and the Orioles are 47 and 99. Uh, let's move off to the AL Central, where the Twins are now or are still on top. 87 and 50, uh, 89 and 57 is their uh, current record. 
They've gone five and five in their last ten. Up next, we have the Indians at 86 and 61, three and a half games back, seven and three in their last ten. Up next, we have the Chicago White Sox here, 64 and 82. We have the Royals at 55 and 92, and at the bottom, we have the Tigers at 43 and 102. Uh, we're going to move on to the AL West where we have, of course, the Astros on top. The Astros are currently 95 and 53. They've gone 6 and 4 in the last 10. Up next, we have the A's at 87 and 60. 70, uh, seven and a half games back, like I said before, and 8 and 2 in the last 10. So they're getting hot. Uh, that series with the Astros, uh, it. You know, it was a lot of runs. That first game, the A's lost 21 to 7. Then they got some uh, revenge going 15 to 7 in the next game. Uh, this last game here, of course, like I said, uh, only have five runs between the bo- between the two teams. So both teams can hit. Both teams have really solid pitching staff. So uh, it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see if the A's can make it uh, to the playoffs or really to that wild card game first. Because you got to get uh, you know. S- lock that down first and see if we can get past that uh we do have the rangers here at 74 and 74 that is good enough for third we also have the angels here at 67 and 80 the four place spot and rounding out the bottom we have the mariners at 60 and 87 off to the nl east we have the uh the braves here at 91 and 57 they are seven and three the nationals are at 81 and 64 eight and a half games back four and six in our last 10. up next we have the phillies and the mets here they are both tied in 14 games back they are both 76 and 70 and finally you have the marlins we don't need to worry about them uh, i didn't even write their record down sorry guys they're not important let's move on to the nl central we have the cards here at 82 and 64 six and four in the last 10. up next we have the brewers here at 78 and 68 they are four games back they are tied with the cubs as well they are 78 and 68 four games back however the cubs have gone five and five in their last 10 and the brewers have gone eight and two in our last 10. rounding out the rear here we have the reds at 68 and 79 and also the pirates at 68 65 and 82 and finally in the nl west we have the dodgers on top 95 and 53 is their current record they are seven and three in their last 10 we got the diamondbacks here in the second place spot uh 75 and 72 they are 19 and a half games back the giants the padres they are 70 uh, 70 and 77 and 68 and 78 respectively and finally at the bottom we have the rockies here at 62 and 85 we'll give you guys a quick playoff update uh the Dodgers have officially uh, clinched their playoff spot. They are currently 94-53. and 53. This is their seventh straight NL West title. This is tied for the Braves and the Yankees for consecutive divisional titles as well. They currently have a three-game lead on Atlanta for this, the first seed in the NL, and they are competing with the Yankees and the Astros for the postseason home field advantage. Um... As far as the divisional leaders and the, the teams that are soon to clinch, we have the Yankees, whose magic number is eight. And if you don't know what the magic number is, I'm going to let you know right now. That is the number of games needed in order to win or to clinch the playoff spot. Their magic number is eight, so they need to win eight more games in order. Uh, eight, Yeah, eight more games in order to not only win a division, pretty much, uh, they will also solidify themselves in play, playoff spot. Excuse me. Uh, 
they also lead the AL in general in terms of record. The Astros have a magic number of eight as well as uh, the Braves as well. So we're dealing with a triple eight here. All these teams' magic number is eight. They just need eight games. Uh, they just need to win eight more games, and they can not only win their division, they can also solidify their playoff spot. So we have the Astros, like I said before, in the AL West. We also have the Braves here in the NL East. As far as the wild card is concerned, we still have the same players involved in the AL. Uh, we we have a three-team race. It is currently the Rays in the first place spot. We also have the uh, the A's in the second place spot. So if the season were to end today, it'll be Tampa and Oakland in the wild card spot. But of course, do not discount Cleveland. The Indians are just a half game back from the A's. As far as the NL is concerned, uh, currently you are looking at um, the Brewers and the Nationals. So if the season were to end today, it'll be a well a wild card matchup between, uh, like I said, the Nationals and the Brewers. We do have the Diamondbacks here a couple games back. Actually, uh, the Cubs, like I said before, they are tied with the Brewers right now. So they uh, have a legitimate shot right there. Also, like I said, the Diamondbacks are a few games out of there at out of there at 75 and 72 so it's a i would say it's a three-team race in the nl as well um just well actually yeah about a three maybe even a four-team race if you want to look at the diamondbacks as well so uh i'm gonna wrap it up for tonight and when i come back we will be going over thursday night football we'll be coming back tomorrow uh and we'll be going over i'll be going over thursday some thursday night football also some more nfl news and i got three questions and sort of a preview going into week two as well so if you're looking to get in touch with me you can hit me up on my email at uh, ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com you can also hit me up on facebook and instagram at ljamahjani that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i once again that is ljamahjani at e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i i also have a facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. If you're looking to reach me there, I am there as well. And I also have links also uh, to my PayPal and uh, to my Cash App. If you are looking to donate, any amount is, is appreciated. It goes a long way. Thank you in advance for your interaction, to, for your uh, being able to listen to my show. Uh, definitely looking to make, again, I've said it before, this is going to be uh, my career. I'm looking to make this my career. So your viewership and your support is definitely going a long way with that. Um, over the course of the weekend, as far as uh, what I have planned, of course, on Sunday, it's going to be the end of the week. MLB wrap-up. I may uh, squish some uh, NFL football in there as well. And, of course, Saturday night, I'm going to be having a my Parks and Recs review. So look out for that as well. So for the rest of this week, uh, it goes as follows. Tomorrow, we have uh, some more football news. Uh, Thursday night football highlights. Also, uh, preview slash three questions going into week two. As far as Saturday goes, that is going to be my Parks and Recreation review. And come Sunday, will be my MLB review slash some NFL week two highlights. All right, y'all. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you, peace out, one love, and I will holla at y'all later.